a uh, structure that's not permitted. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey everybody! Welcome to episode whatever the hell this is. This is Zach. We are back in the saddle. What is Jeff happening? Jeff is asleep at the wheel. How you doing? How you doing, Andy, Jeff? I got him I'm so fantastic. good. Andy, get the f out of here. All right, Scott. Is this what's we're starting? Like actually starting? <laughs> you guys bamboozled me. Yes. We've all been sitting here with our headphones on. Well, yeah, you're asleep, trying not to your pants. Trying not to your pants. Trying not to your, your pants. pants. <laughs> oh, you guys. When we pulled up to the, the palatial studios, uh, Jeff pulls up and just looks at me with dead eyes with his window down, and he's blasting the Lonely Island. Uh, everyone knows this is an explicit podcast, so apologies. Hide your kids. Hide, hide your, your wife. wife. And hide your husband, too, because they're raping everybody here. In my pants. He's playing it in your neighborhood so loud. <laughs> really? Well, before that, I you, had Dick in a box. Did you park that was just not Chile. close to my house so no one associates you? Right. No, he, he's well, in your driveway. Right in front, oh, but cool. they'll know yeah. that people from South Dakota are bad people. That's true. Anyway, Dirty. I, I LOL'd. Uh, yeah. What is happening? Ugh, there's, what are we doing? It's been so long. It sounds like we're recording a podcast, but I only know that because I've been told and read about it and seen it in movies that that's what happens. <laughs> it is. It's been a long time. If this happens to be one of your first episodes, you know, sorry, we're, this is, we're, we're doing a little housekeeping right now, but I do have a couple of friends that have been like, are you, are you guys okay? Like what? Are you guys cool? Is everyone Everybody still okay? alive? You guys still like each other? You guys kill Scott we yet? Do. Not yet. Not yet. But Which wait. Is, I, I appreciate that. We have prepared a hole out in the desert. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, lo- hopefully it's big enough. Yeah. It's one of those things like you can pre-purchase your plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So I, uh, I can, I should explain why I said, get the F out of here. It's because we just got back from camping at the Kern river in Kernville, California. And on night two, at 3.30 in the morning, I heard something outside of the of our pop-up tent trailer. Mm. And I was like, it sounds like voices. Did it sound like, oh my gosh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And so I reach over and I unzip the window next that's next to our bed. And I see two like 14-year-old boys standing there what? and they're kind of they're low talking in low voices and they're looking through our stuff like our they had our uh cooler what? cooler open and I and I looked out there and I went hey and they looked up at me and they didn't move and I went get the fuck out of here <laughs> and they went oh okay <laughs> and then they took off and then I like tried to get dressed and like come out and find them and like what I, I think they were trying to steal beer. Oh yeah, definitely. What else would they be doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm well, that's looking a, for salad well, that's dressing. Okay. Actually, my mom. We <laughs> yeah. we're out of salad dressing. Yeah. Do you, Do you have any salt, olive oil, <laughs> flour? It's three thirty in the morning, and we're middle of, middle of making brownies, and we don't have any oil. And we need to clean our hands with moist <laughs> towelettes. Do you have a moist towelette? Baking powder. My Dude. wife's favorite word. Moist. Mm. Just above supple. They're the worst thieves ever. First of all, like. 
talking. Yeah. Just, uh, hey, well, I thought you were going to say 14 year old white boys, oh, but yeah. maybe okay. they've been pre. <laughs> they've been pre- <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Chet, Chet, how do you open a cooler? And then, uh, and then the moment that I say, hey, and they just look at me like, what, what do we do now? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. This is my dad's. I, I promise you, it's like, okay, oh, if he doesn't, if, don't move. That's not dad. <laughs> we just freeze. He's over 40. He can't see us if we don't move. <laughs> Uncle Steve, that's not you. Oh, no. Wrong trailer. Yeah. No, they just sat there until I had to explain to them. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. It sounds like you had a little experience. It was fun. I actually got up and then I went around to the front of the entrance of the uh, camp ground, which was about... At this time? Oh, in the middle of the night, yeah. Were your pants oh, on? And we were... <laughs> I was lo- Get over here, boys! <laughs> lonely islanding it. <laughs> Just fl- flapping around as I ran down the dirt road. Uh, Good I, thing yeah. it's warm. <laughs> I went out to meet them. I was like, I'm gonna... If they're gonna try to exit here, I'm gonna... Uh, see if I can catch him at the front because there was a question on whether or not they'd taken a vintage buck knife that we had outside. Oh, yeah, but they did that not. That crosses get the line. Yeah, <laughs> and he's walking around with face paint and the buck knife in his mouth, <laughs> like crawling on all fours. <laughs> he's just on the gravel road. There's no need to be doing the uh, the baby crawl or whatever. That, what's it called? Is that, that army crawl in the army? army? The baby crawl. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's. <laughs> There's low crawl, there's high crawl, you know. It's, and baby crawl, right? Yeah, and baby crawl. Okay, yeah. thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's fetal. You just, like, roll yeah, around. You know. Just, yeah. Is that guy drunk? No, it's a new army tactic. Yeah. He's doing the baby crawl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Jeff for the pacifier. Oh, all right. That is good. So that was tough. That was exciting. Yeah, that was, a, that was a moment of excitement. I don't actually think they took anything. Also, they started with the, the food cooler. And rookie mistake, rookie mistake. Started with the food cooler. And it's a good thing you switched them though. Like the food cooler, you labeled beer cooler, yeah. and the beer cooler you labeled yeah. food cooler, and that they fell for it. My wife Lindsay, uh, listener, explained or no, she her dad used to have the beer cooler uh, when they would go camping, and it was specifically selected as the beer cooler because it was very creaky when you opened it. Like, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, the kids, because, yes. yeah, this is w- I, not that people would be prone to do violence against kids causing mischief, but this isn't a part of this is in a part of California that above average chance people have firearms F at around this, and find out. Yeah. At this campground. Mm-hmm. So whoever those parents are, maybe they were, I don't know. It was from like super liberal Laguna Niguel or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They weren't expecting Bud, it. Bud Light drinking Laguna Niguel. If, I, if I might put Shots it that way, Shots fired. Yeah, and you might. That's probably you might put it that way. That's probably why yeah. they didn't actually end up taking anything. We didn't have any Bud Lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were like, oh, there's only fine beers in here. Delicious Kern River brews. There's only straight beers. Yeah, here? that's what they're talking about. They're like, oh man. Speaking of that, let's we'll talk yeah. about what we're Is drinking that- right now. <laughs> This guy's only got straight beer. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. But as uh, three out of four of us were having a pregame meeting um, before recording at the establishment, I did ask the woman that was bartending bar. Um, I'm like, I have a question with no agenda except rabid curiosity. How have Bud Light sales been? And she said they they had one regular, only one regular that was like, 
that kind of like vehemently switched. Like I will not drink that anymore. And but it, it was yeah. somebody that came there enough. I it, got the impression he was homophobic. That was the noticeable one. It was like, I never again, no more Bud Light. They didn't have Modelo on tap, but and side note. Also, he was the only person who had been ordering Bud Light previously. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so if we're going to do math, like some of the science is going around a hundred percent drop in Bud Light sales. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's been so. so long. There are so many what things drinking? that have happened. I'm I'm drinking okay. weekend vibes. It's been six weeks or eight eight weeks since we've done this podcast. Eight, at least at least a long weekends. weekend, a long weekend vibe. We need to drink eight of these to one <laughs> to represent <laughs> every <laughs> weekend. That I only we've brought been four. So. Dang it! This is about my eighth today. Yeah, I think we all got weekend vibes right now. We all are sipping on that. Yeah, and you know it's. Um, it's Coronado Brewing Company, Weekend Vibes IPA, and it's, I will say, it's solid. It's, it's, I don't love it. I don't hate good. it, but you can buy a six-pack of pint cans, mm. and it's not terrible. When will you say that? You said you will say that. I will. <laughs> when? At some point. When? What's, like, what's I'm, the situ- I might say. What kind of situation will you for say? It. Okay. I'm, I'm setting it up. I'm listening. Just, just I love how Andy in. catches you. Zach. Yeah. Got you. You get him. Well, <laughs> the last couple times we recorded, which I don't remember when that was, but I don't think Scott was there. So Andy was representing Scott. Good. You should, Andy. So I was like you. a he was, was the like clarifier. You were junkyard the, dog. You had the dog. You were the you had the bone. Yeah. In your dog hand. Right. I boned him. I got a piece of feedback <laughs> to read. Wait. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of it came out wrong. I think it came out right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a piece of we'll feedback see. to read. Let me hit the uh, the the feedback uh, song button. Boop! A feedback. A feedback. 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 What are we on the Colbert show? Feedback. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're top five percent of all Christian podcasts. <laughs> Production value. All right, this is from Apple Podcasts, and you. Remind you, the listener, leave us a review on Spotify. You can't leave a review, but you could give us five stars or whatever stars you want. Are they fixing that? I don't know, but you can give us stars. Give us more stars or review us. Uh, Looking good. This is from 2XABB. Nope. Those are eights. Are those eights or Bs? Wow. I am wearing my glasses too. 2X8. Nope. 2XABB or A88. Doesn't matter. Uh, Doesn't matter. Guys, what do you think that name means? Never mind. I, uh, I, I kind of want to put it on the end of the plus. It's like A plus LGBTQIAA 2X8AB. Get out. We could speculate on what that means, but I don't know. Let's do five minutes on that. It could be one of Elon Musk's kids. It could. Yes. Yes. Okay. Five stars. Looking good. It's been a while since I've listened to you guys, so I decided to stop by and see what my acquaintances were up to. Oh, oh a hint. Acquaintances? <clears throat> I believe Welcome. I stopped listening right around the two weeks to stop the spread time. Whoa. So it's been like three years. Three years? So he's down. This is from April 22nd, 2023. Wow. And this, as we're recording this, is July whatever. What? Of the same year. That's great, because two days later, we re- we released Biblical Myths and Butt Wipes. 
That was the name of the episode. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, Two X. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Wait. So it's been over. It's been three years, three and a half years, or something. Since? Episode two hundred nine yeah. was the latest episode. Scott is now part of the conversation. Wonderful. Huh. Okay. All right. So apparently we let you talk again, Scott. Thank, I you were pre- out of time. Guys, out. I appreciate it. You've been so kind and generous. Andy. Andy's about to get really excited. Andy is a great comedic addition. And I will add, he is Mark Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is great with his lines. And I'm glad I didn't hear Zach mentioning how he was raised super conservative. <laughs> As if that's a horrible thing to endure. Yeah. For the umpteenth time. <laughs> All right. Noted. I will say, I don't think it was horrible to endure. I had a better than average uh, conservative upbringing <laughs> when I was raised conservative, guys. Uh, listening this to is B- where Mark Norman would say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> listening to BBB in the past, most of the time, left me with more questions than answers. Well, I'd say mission accomplished right there. I had to do research during or after the episode was over just to get a better understanding on the Bible aspect of the conversation. It would be nice to have more citations from scripture here and there. Well, you're going to be disappointed. How about any? I enjoyed the what are you doing consuming nowadays portion of the episode. I'll give BBB another try. Okay, bye. Cool. Thank you. So Uh Scott and Andy, definitely that was your review for us, right? Yes. Sounds like it. Yes, definitely. Need more references to the Bible. Andy and I got together. 2X8BB is code for Scott and Andy. We're like, it is two people. Yep. We need to come up with a username that they will never guess ever combined. That's when I like closed my eyes and was just like slapping the keyboard. Uh, What do we get? (laughs) 2X8BB. All right, send it. Stupid. Now I, I am curious as to why he stopped listening during COVID. I would think that <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It would have picked up. Spike. Yeah, that he'd listen more or yeah. she. Uh, we don't know. There you go. They, it, zit. I don't know. Uh, zit. Why? If you could leave another message, why you stopped listening in the first place? Was it because there weren't the Bible citations you're expecting? Yeah, maybe this individual could leave us a voicemail. At- uh. Anchor. Uh, anchor.fm slash BBB pod. There's a button around there somewhere. You can click it. And yeah. I think it cuts you off after a minute. So keep it under a minute. <laughs> yeah. Now, so if I can, if I could just piggyback off that, there could the maybe some, the positive feedback would be, Hey, you know, we appreciate you guys talking about Bible stuff, but maybe uh, if you bring up Bible stuff, maybe go in more depth on it and bring up, and talk about okay. these Bible verses. It, okay, just to add to this, there are many, many times you're like, yeah, it's somewhere in the Bible. And maybe that's the criticism. Oh, well, it's maybe not, that's it's the not 100%. Well, no, maybe it's that's not, the criticism. Well, it's not, well that's Sorry. what I'm saying. It's not, it's not a hit on anybody. It's just, hey, guys, like, we, let's maybe, there, maybe just try. Right. Just try a little bit better to. Wait, are you guys fighting already? We haven't even brought I up the Bible. I have to read the Bible then, Scott. Gosh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's I not know a, that's what you're saying. You just said it. It's not a dig. It's just maybe, it's something to consider. <laughs> just something to consider for us to consider. Well, we'll about. consider it 88XYB, whatever. Two. Two. two, two sorry. Two sorry, I didn't X. mean to mispronounce your name. Yes. 
All right. Yeah, we only uh, we only really carefully listen to human feedback, not from aliens like two X eight BB AI aliens yeah. AI aliens. So I we just coined that. You're like welcome. That. <laughs> There's been so much in the last since the last time that we podcast. I mean, literally, I think our church. Uh, Brought the new pastor in during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all, I, moved, I moved. Scott's going to take the PCT again or something. I don't no, know. Will it, will it come up positive? I hope. I hope so. <laughs> Are you PCT positive? <laughs> uh, what did your What did your PCT test say? <laughs> you took a PCT test. PCT is that's like five years ago already. Come on. Okay. I mean, I didn't do it. Let me rephrase. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, the strength of 20 man. PCT was five years ago. I never did. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing? The you're doing the Donald hey, Trump because <laughs> I know that you'll you'll let me talk hey, if I it's do. Gonna that. get high on PCT. <laughs> hey, for Daryl at home listening, that doesn't know what we're talking about. Once upon a time, Scott was gonna take time off and hike the PCT trail, which is the Pacific Crest. Crest. I guess trail PCT. It's like yes, ATM it. machine. PCT trail is redundant. Is Pacristic? It's the PC trail. (laughs) Hey, go on the, uh, I hope you're PC on the trail. (laughs) Which runs from Mexico to Canada, correct? Yes. On the West Coast. Yeah. So it goes over through the. uh, Yeah, not Mexico to Canada on the East Coast. Right. And so you didn't do that. (laughs) And then you were going to move to Twin Falls and you didn't do that. And then you were gonna or Idaho Falls, sorry. Idaho Falls, yeah, get it right. And uh, it fell through. And and other things. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna move Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> There's it? been a number. I was gonna move to Texas at some uh, point. You were gonna uh, you, you were gonna get some uh, sheep and herd them up to. Uh, I heard that. Some other where some <laughs> other state. <laughs> okay, Scott, is there something going on in your life now that's actually? What are you running away from? In ink <laughs> that you're like, this is happening. Yeah. What do you want it running away from? And are you actually going to run this time? Um, I hope so. Ooh, let me put my headphones on again. All right, go. See, Jeff just asked questions. He doesn't want to hear the answer. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a new plan. Yeah. It's been in the works for a number of years. Okay. Uh, to go to Bozeman. Montana. Yeah. Bozeman, Montana. Is it new if it's been in the works for years? Well, it's new to the podcast, I think. Mm. So I'm okay with that. Because okay. our listeners are, at least for me, part of my life. Well, last Aww. reviewer hasn't heard for three years at least. So, Oh, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, so he's missed all. Uh, okay. So yeah. has God called you here? Has a friend called you here? Are you just like, ah, pining yeah, away yeah, from Montana? What's the biblical reason for your leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, and so please I'll, reference the Bible, yeah, so we can uh, appease our listeners. Uh, and, oh, what verse oh, should in I Ezekiel twenty three? Oh, yeah, right, which right. Verse should we turn? As we all know, it talks about the spinning wheels, you know, wheels and wheels, and you know, the angels and chariots and stuff like that, and yeah. donkey emissions. Exit, and no, that's not Ezekiel twenty three. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough. I think. That's <laughs> It might be Genesis. Like, hey, <laughs> something. Hey, reviewer. Sorry, you got homework. Look up Ezekiel twenty three. <laughs> Look up Ezekiel twenty three. Right, continue. Right. Okay, you're. I know. Uh, so it it is a, a, a real plan. Um, 
that with my buddy from church, and yeah, we're moving to Bozeman. And um, wait, you just said we're moving to Bozeman. Yeah, they're moving in together. <laughs> wait, is this actually going to happen? Is well, there like, hey, we're leaving at the end of July? Well, as as uh, Zachary aptly pointed out, that he won't believe it until he sees it, and I'm okay with that because. That's been my track record. I'm just being honest. Uh, no, it's, it's that's that's good. You shouldn't. I love you enough to be honest. I just yes, want you to you know. Should, you Zach, should. Zach already, He's calling me fat and yeah, a Zach bunch already, of stuff, so yeah. I'm okay with that. Zach already sent <laughs> the <laughs> Zach already sent the over under around. He's like, Scott will leave. Scott will not leave. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not leaving. Andy signed it. We all signed it. Why yeah, we signed, signed it? it. <laughs> I'm I might bet on the Our under. Dogs put paws on it. They're like, he's definitely not leaving. <laughs> um, no, I. No, it's good. It's good to question my my plans because they haven't they haven't worked out in the past. But this is this is more solid. Um, what I've, makes like it, I've already so what makes it more solid? Good question, Andy. Yeah, um, I've already put in my cancellation at my my apartment. Um, I've already told my boss I'm going to resign. Um, so yeah, it's on. Whoa! Yeah, you're quitting your job too. I didn't know that was coming with the package. Yeah, it's like you're making yourself Dude. put your money where your mouth is, kind of a thing. Like you're, you're not allowing yourself to back out in a way. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm doing too much bro psychology. No, that is, no that's kind of yeah. Because it's like I wanted, I want to do it so bad. Like it's all I think about is moving to Bozeman, and um, if I don't make it happen, it's not going to happen. Because okay, so let me, let me, let me. Let me, uh, you know, get you guys in, on board with my thinking and my philosophy on life. Tell us why Bozeman, yeah. Scott. Uh, Hold on, guys. Just wake me up when he's done. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I've, I've, I've gone through a, a large portion of my life where I just kind of let things happen and not, re- and not like pursue stuff. Um, I've pursued some things and, and they've worked out, but most, most of the time I just let things happen and I... This is something where it's like, I want this so bad. And I, I've tried, I've, I've made plans before and it hasn't happened. So it's like, if I, if I don't make it happen, it's just not going to happen. Because like, there's nothing that's just going to happen, happenstancely get me up to Bozeman. I got to, I got to make it happen. What in Bozeman is the gravitational pull? Yeah, it's a good question. So I want to, I want to be uh, more outdoors. I want to go hiking and fishing and hunting and uh, outdoorsy things like that, and uh, Bozeman's like they call it the outdoor capital of okay America. So there's there's a bunch of stuff right in love it right in and around in Bozeman, and so I want to be. That's great. I mean, I how what's the timeline? Next month. Wow. So we are going to have to have our first live podcast to send Scott off. That's what we'll have to do. Good grief! It no, that's not not a chance. Like with our history of how frequently we record these days, <laughs> Scott will have moved back by the time we uh, <laughs> <laughs> record again. Touche. <laughs> Didn't, Didn't work, work out. out. Turns out the summers are <laughs> summers are short. <laughs> there were uh, buffalo. Hey. Freaking cold up there. <laughs> if you keep doing Mark Norman, at some point you, ha- I know. you have to blame something on I the know. Jews and call somebody gay. <laughs> yeah. That's, I love like, Mark Norman. Yeah. That that's a sneak peek to what are you consuming for me? Oh, good. Yeah. So this is that's uh, exciting. In my Scott. mind, it's real. Like Dude. I already packed some stuff up. I already made plans to get rid of my my king size bed. Wow. Like, like it's so. Where are you going to be living? You got a friend you're moving up there with? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apartment, two bedroom apartment. Yeah. Wow. And, and is the apartment like in the in the city on the outskirts? Is it a little cabin out in the woods? I wish it was a cabin out in the woods, but no, it'll be uh, probably a, a, a apartment just on the outskirts of Bozeman. And you're retired or retired? You're I wish resigning. Uh, so what are you gonna do? Yeah, you- I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'm kind of want to work on a ranch. Um, I've seen Yellowstone. Seems like you'll be in the right place. Yeah, just put me on a Bronco and t- duct tape me, you know, and see how I do. No, he's I, actually uh, talking about the new Ford Bronco <laughs> <laughs> with that special paint. Yeah, I mean, this sounds this. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What does that mean? This sounds. Have you seen that? You haven't seen that the the rainbow painted Bronco? No, I yes, haven't. Okay. probably one. I was, I was giving a chance for Norman here to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> gay. Super you gay. <laughs> oh, you mean the gay truck? Yeah. Yeah. Just duck me. <laughs> totally just gay. Duck me to that. See how. Pretty see sure how it long was. It takes to buck me off. Pretty sure it was a ranger. Well, Scott. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're on your way. So I wish you the best. Uh, we'll miss you, and I'm sure we'll come up and visit you on. Why do you say that sarcastic? Sounds like a throwaway. No, yeah. say it like you mean it, Jeff. Yeah, yeah I'm sure somebody will hear yeah. it. Say it on his lips. One okay. of us. <laughs> hey, Scott. Man, it sounds like you really you got your higher, mind made you up. Go higher in your voice. You're higher's, going. Um, I mean, just it's Scott. I'm gonna miss it's you so higher. much. It's gotta be higher. Oh, Scott. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe you're leaving. Okay. I'm actually crying. Okay. <laughs> well, it should be. I can't believe you're thinking about leaving. You are leaving. Then, In my mind, you've already left. Okay, yeah. <laughs> is there, maybe I, I hesitate to even mention this. Is there something that would be an 11th hour, a mixed metaphors, Hail Mary, mm-hmm. that would change your mind? Who? Um, and what is her name? Yeah, I was going to say dark hair, Asian. Um, Keep going. Uh, oh, it's such a small robot. <laughs> A small rowboat. Yeah. Getting very specific. <laughs> yeah. So pro- so probably not because that's just that's just not a thing. There's in, no in Asians. World. Not in Orange County. There, yeah, no. there's no especially there's no small ones. Not this far south in Orange County. Retired Olympic gymnast. If I went to Irvine, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. Well You have hey. a you have a grandma on your lap. Uh, I do. <laughs> Uh, Zach. I, wow, I do. It is my demographic. <laughs> Look, <laughs> really, we need the visuals. <laughs> Listener, I just glanced over and there's an iPad sitting on but Zach's lap. It might be in maybe ten years, maybe. Wait, what? Was, oh, that's a grandma. That's a without my glasses on, it looks like no idea. Uh, my wife's grandmother, actually, a little bit. Which would be even weirder if I had your wife's <laughs> grandma on my lap. <laughs> This. I don't know what's weirder, you having an iPad with a photo of her on your lap, or actually her being on your lap. Scott's 11th hour. Both miracle. weird. Both yeah. weird. Is she single? Before Will I get- you settle for a 92-year-old white woman? Oh, Does that check your box? Oh Does she live on a golf course? Uh, yeah. All right. Like, actually on it. <laughs> Real quick. I'm sorry. I think we get to have this giddiness because it's been so long. So don't listen if you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But listen to us and love us if you do. Zach's trying to play the audience. He's like, hey, 
They got to be thinking this is just bullshit. Yeah, and that's okay. We deserve it. Um, Scott, though, I, I will say, and I'm going to say what? right now. Oh, this is the time? Yeah, clarify. <laughs> the... I'm going to, it's going to sound like a rip at first, but it's actually a compliment because I identify with, with it. You're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't no No, hold on. What I mean by that is you didn't let me finish. You have a dick. Yes. This man has no dick. (laughs) Um, the, the call to something more is kind of a first world problem. And that's the rip part of it. Um, so like like my white, you're going to go find yourself. The, the idea of like, Okay, we're we're all, you know, upper middle class in South Orange County, in California. Very good position to be in in the game of life. Uh, we're we're all aware of that. So the idea of like, oh, what else is out there? There's something more. I need something more. Is kind of like the ability to do that is rare in the history of the world, because we don't have any existential problems, you know, apocalypse pending, notwithstanding, you know, if something happens. Um, so having acknowledged that, like most people don't get the opportunity, like, Oh, I feel like moving. I will move. Uh, I'm glad you're doing this because you, there's some people are just, when you're doing an office job or whatever it is, it can just, it can be soul sucking. And if you have the right perspective, it's, it's a very fine life and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you want more, like creating something new, the the reason there's innovation and stuff is from people feeling the call to something more and creating something and building something new. And that's why the world gets better in a lot of ways. So, and you're like a small part of that, assuming this actually happens. So yeah, compliment in that, like making it happen, going and building something new for yourself and knowing you, even if I don't like your theology and it needs work, uh, it does overall. You hold that part loosely. Right? You're, you're a part of, you're a part. Yeah, I might change my mind. You know, open-handed. <laughs> if, you lo- if you love something, let it let, let it go. go. Is it from the professional? It's from and if it loves you, it will return. Yeah. So my hand will be open for whenever you want to come back to it. <laughs> Is that how you open your hand? Why does that look weird? Why yeah, is your why pinky? You? Your hand looks weird. Yeah. Look you're, at your pinky. You're not wearing your glasses. <laughs> I don't Stop know. moving your hands. Watch. Turn your hand upside down. Do your left up. one. Do it the right way. Do it the way you did it before. Nope. Now you're making it. Extra. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma hands. Kyle Kuzma hands. Uh, well, yeah. Is that weird? And I just. Maybe it doesn't go straight. I just your think. Pinky, um, pinky's messed up. So yeah. On the. So I appreciate that, Zach. And um, you appreciate it. I know that it's a compliment somehow. Mm. Um, <laughs> dig, dig. Um, now on the, I would say kind of maybe an adjacent angle would be, uh, that just because we are where we are, doesn't mean we have to stay there. And right. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I've been here for 20 years or whatever. Um, and it's okay if I move. Some like, people need change. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And desire at, change. You're at a period of your life. I hope you find, I hope you become a ranch hand and you, there's maybe your boss is, you know, a little bit, just, just an, a little bit aggressive individual that somehow an attraction sparks up and you're like, I like that dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on a T and Mark Norman. Bing. Uh, um, 
No, but seriously, like you, you're in a place in your life. Like it, it's more difficult for us married with kids to just up and leave. And oh yeah, definitely. Even yeah. though some of us might feel called elsewhere or whatever, but it's like, um, it's good. You can do it. So do it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm impressed. I'm excited. It's, it's with mixed emotions that, um, I announce my excitement and sadness in yeah. your leaving. Yeah, pre- and yeah, it won't be the you. end. Well, you. You'll no. check in here and there via the magic of the internet and occasionally in person. Maybe we'll do a roadie. Dude, we will. Yeah. There. I've been wanting to go to Bozeman, never been. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, this is the other thing. Okay. I've never, yeah. never been to Bozeman either. Whoa. Uh, so I'm going off of uh, the internet and word of Yelp uh, reviews. YouTubers. So, Yellowstone, just watch that, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, Rip Wheeler. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Check out Kiev. Maybe it's could be second in line to hey, check out the internet. There's a bunch of chicks looking for a home oh, from Kiev. Yeah. Yeah. Kiev that's, yeah. that's funny. They used to they used to well, be good the luck. hot chick capital of the world was Kiev. That's true. Oh, don't call it Kiev. Sorry. That's what, All right. What, How's your grandma? Hmm. Give it to yourself. Give, I mean, on, give it to yourself. It's the grandma on the left. All right. Look at this picture, guys. There's a an elderly woman with a cake of some sort, a pastry oh, with yeah. one candle in it. Andy, I think you said 92. I said 92. She looks about 100. Go ahead and give wow, me that's your a guess. Mean, Jeff. Oh, a real guess? Okay. Ooh, I'm going to 88. Well, she has one candle on it, so. I'm going to say, well, 100. That would be kind of symbolic of. Probably not one. I'm going <laughs> to stick with 100. Benjamin Button. Button. But- uh, yeah. She looks too. She She'd looks, be a very healthy 100, but I'm going to say 100 because I don't know. There's just the fact that you're bringing this up. Yeah, 92. Right. She's 47. Woman 104 who loves beer and gambling shares tips for long happy life. Nice. Drink beer, gamble. Great article. 104. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's her tip. She enjoys, uh, she's up every day. Okay. <laughs> that was in German. It gets around well. She helps her German. trusty walker, eats a balanced diet that consists of a few of her favorite foods, soft shell crabs, pepperoni, and plenty of veggies. Spinach is her go for, go-to. She also enjoys a daily glass of her favorite alcoholic beverage. I love my beer. Jägermeister. Absinthe. That might be the secret. One. 104 years old. That's pretty cool. Um, she's doing it, guys. Why'd she, you bring that up? I don't know. I clicked on a link. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw it sitting on my lap. So <laughs> you just fat finger it by accident. You're like, oh, shoot. Zach's got a I grandma saved on his it. lap. I saved okay. it for, Look at this old beer drinking grandma. Well, yeah. grandma, if you listen to beers, bobbles, and burrs, then you can uh, fulfill your life. This is true. Yeah. We will make your life This longer. is another link. If you guys want to chat about that, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Do you want to read that one? Can you? I can, yeah, with I your can eyeballs? Read, I can read it with my eyeballs. Uh, this is from relevantmagazine.com. This is, I feel like it's made the rounds. The largest church in America offers a money back guarantee on tithes. Yeah. Does it sound familiar? Craig Rochelle, yeah. Still yeah. waiting for my money. So Life Church, the largest church in America led by Pastor Craig Gauchelle. Is that right? Groschel. I, I said grow, but Groschel. it could be go. I don't you know, know if there's more. Yeah. Groschel yeah. is encouraging individuals to participate in a tithing challenges, in a tithing challenge that promises 100% money back guarantee if you 
don't see God's blessings in your life. That's quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, if you don't see God's blessings in your life, that is yeah. a we- loophole. The Edmond, Oklahoma-based congregation instituted the three-month tithing challenge back in 2007. Seems like it's been a little bit longer than three months. Recognizing that the prospect of giving away 10% of one's income can be frightening for first-timers, Life Church encourages members to tithe for three months and then look for signs of God's faithfulness. uh, This is a quote. The Bible asks us to give our first and our best back to God, and he will bless the rest. The church wrote on their website, Quote, we return to the Lord 10% of what he's given us because it belongs to him. If you're not tithing, tithing already, a great way to start is with the three-month tithe challenge. It's based on the promises of God in Malachi 3.10, and essentially, it's a money-back guarantee of sorts. Uh, let me pause for a moment there to get some responses. Was this actually originally from 2007, or was it something that was I think called- they're doing it again. They started yeah. it. It got started back then. Uh, okay. And they're doing, and it's starting up again. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just a thinking fresh. about like a new, a new move. I'm just spirit. thinking about like the sign of the time. So back in 2007, we were at the tail end of just crazy equity yeah. in everything. And then the bottom fell out. Free money. Right. And, and so stuff like that just happens, just throwing things at churches like just give and you're going to see it and we'll give it back to you if you don't. It's just uh, and when things are going so well, most likely, you know, things would have gone well. But n- now, I mean, my response now is it just it feels like a marketing ploy to get people to give. And it's not from their heart of like. Hey, I'm putting my treasure in the church because I want to, you know, I want, you know, God's will to be done through my church. I know that they have, um, you know, they're going to do the best with it and they're going to pray for it. And that's, you don't get that when you're like, do this and we'll get your money back if, you know, you don't see, you know, your giving multiplied, you know, seven times, 10 times, whatever. It's, it's, it's a little schemey. I, yeah. In, in short, I just say, uh, I hate it. Is that okay? Can I use the hate word? Sure. Um, it's a strong word, Scott. Yeah. You want to go just ahead and throw, use throw words around <laughs> yeah. like that all willy nilly. Um, so this is gonna be weird agreeing with Scott, but <laughs> let him finish. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Um, yeah, that, um, we when we tithe well so Malachi there there is a promise. Um now some people would have a question on whether that promise applies to the Jews at that time or if it's uh you know applies to all you know all people all, all God followers of all time. Okay, fair enough. Um but um when we tithe we shouldn't we shouldn't tithe for the blessing back. We should tithe Would you that. like me to read the verse? Yeah. Yeah. And then do you jump in? So yeah. I actually read a Bible verse yeah, for the for people. Double XA, yeah, yeah. Double XL. Double two XIA plus. Yeah. I'm starting at Malachi. It's my favorite Italian in the Bible. Uh, it's a dumb joke that I heard from a pastor way back in the day. Malachi 3, 6 is where I'm starting. 
I, the Lord, do not change. Can you do it in an Italian accent, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. That's enough. I feel weird. Yeah, it's it's a me, a Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi. It's a me. Mamma mia. Malachi. Ever since the descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. Okay. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. And here's the 10th verse that they're cherry picking. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. Well, it's pretty safe if you're giving money. Pests aren't going to devour those these days. Uh, Continuing, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land. All right. Yeah. So I, I absolutely believe that that passage. I'm just not I'm not on board with any particular congregation or pastor giving this out um to his people and and then the the, the money back guarantee is is actually thirty days from the end of the this ninety day giving period. Uh, so if you're, if you're not satisfied within 30 days of this, this 90 day period, then, um, then it's, you, you know, your, your offer has expired as if God has to bless you, uh, within this, this time period that I have set up. As, so you're scheming, as, as your you're pastor. scheming people to give and then you're, yeah. and then you're, you're making, they're making, and I, we talked a little bit about this, uh, a, I don't know, a week or two ago about people who feel guilty, like, oh, nothing's really happened in my life. I want my money back. You're like, there's very few people who would do that because they would just feel poorly. Yeah, why do why do shitty products you see on TV or online, like infomercials, they all have that guarantee. They have a version of a guarantee. Why do they have a guarantee it's a crappy product, generally. Because people are lazy and they're not going to return it. And in this case, uh, the likelihood that someone would have the guts to come in and there say, I want to give, give me a refund is probably pretty low. You're admitting, yeah. it's implicit that you're admitting that God didn't tell the truth. And you're, you're coming forward in public to say, or relatively in bunny ears, public if you go back to the church and say like it not nothing happened. And so you're, you're one admitting you made a mistake is how the guarantees work, whether it's this, or if you buy something with a guarantee, because if you bought into something and it didn't work, you made a mistake in buying the thing. It's playing in all kinds of psychological pressures. Um, Consumeristic pressure. And also not seeing your like, Oh, do you not see the goodness in your life that God is doing? Yeah. Because they're going to, I think, what might be a play here? It's not just the assumption we're making is you will be blessed monetarily. 
I think it doesn't say that. That's what a lot of people think. Does that's not what the words say? It doesn't say it, and I think included in what they'll probably ask if you if you struggled or pushed back against it or said, "Hey, I'm not sure this is working out." They would get you to find something in your life that's Mm -hmm. going well that you could attribute to God's blessing, and backpedaling slightly. Not backpedaling on how I feel about this. I, I just hate this kind of thing. It's it's playing on people's emotions and using psychological pressures. I will say, I don't, I'm just going to assume there's no nefarious people aren't, the people that are in charge of this, they believe the Bible, they read the Bible in a way that is difficult for me to do now, where you just, you pick a verse and it applies to you just as much now as it did to the people back then. And so like you can cherry pick that verse, starting with verse 10, ignoring the whole cultural and historical context of that passage and just say, well, this applies here and now today, exactly how it says there. That's like kind of like a magical view of, of the Bible that, and magical might not be fair, but I I hope you guys get my drift. I, I, I don't want to assign like maliciousness to the people at that church doing that. I think they mean well, and I'll just assume that I'm going to assume at the very least, ignorance as opposed to malefic- maleficence. Using money back guarantee in, in so within, a, within the church environment and lingo is bad on them. That just, you can't do, we're, a church is not a corporation being traded on the stock market. But when <laughs> you're the biggest church in America, you're kind of in that realm. <laughs> can I, I, can I give? The, then oh, you've died. Fin- finish your thought. No, I'm 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 done. I don't hate this. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even saying it. I don't Let him explain yourself. Let him sir. finish. Uh let me give a charitable interpretation of what this could be. Oh yeah, good luck. I'm gonna give you guys some stats. Okay. And I think this may uh, it may or may not uh color your view of this approach that they're taking. Uh, number one, online giving is now the number one people, the number one way people tithe and donate to churches. Um, smaller donations, less than $250 increased by over 17% in 2020, 75 to 90% of church members do not tithe. I'll say that again. 75 to 90% of church members do not tithe. 77%. 77%. I just want free donuts, bro. 77% of regular tithers give between 11 and 20% of their income. What? Wait, what percentage? 77% of regular tithers. So of those who regularly tithe, of the 10, of the 25. Okay. So we're talking like 6%. Of the 10 to 25% of people who give, oh. 77% of those will give between 11 and 20% of their income. Uh, the other is just his methods. Uh, 45% of Christian donors are enrolled in monthly giving programs. That may not just be for churches. That could be for paraministries. More millennial and Gen Z donors are giving, uh, than ever before. So 40, usually in Starbucks gift cards. Yes. Yeah. 48% of millennials and 61% of Gen Z surveyed in 2020 indicated they're increasing the amount they donated towards charities. But we all know that surveys are places where you lie about your... Yeah, that sounds like a self-noted, like a self-whatever. Uh, 64% of donors 
say that establishing trust is essential before donating. Which you should. You, How you, else do you establish trust without a guarantee? Is that what you're saying? Right. You, no, but you, but you should. You should. You should so, be careful who you give to. You shouldn't just give to any I hear quote unquote ministry. You said it was a good thing, Andy. The, those so, stats are very interesting, and I and I mean that, Jeff. I mean that incredibly hard. Interesting. Okay. Um, now that doesn't say yay or nay towards this particular argument. So, so why Andy, go for it? Why do you think they chose a time slot of? A, a a bounded time slot of three months for this. I I would say to give to in, give that incentive to people like hey this is the time to donate if you you've because so this this the um the money back guarantee applies to people only if they have not been a regular tither in the past x number of months. So if you've been a regular tither, it does not apply to you. Why do you think they chose just three months? It, it's okay. just because it's, it's, it's 90 days it's of time to grab onto just something. Yeah. Not, not specific about 90 days. There's nothing si- special it, about that, it, but it, why a short specific, why a short period of time? Because pe- humans psychologically appeal to that. They, they appeal to, hey, th- this brief oh, period of time that. is. They're fired up. Yeah. They're oh, fired yeah, up yeah, yeah, that period of time. like, oh, I can do three months. Yeah. Multiple levels. Yeah. I can do it. It's like our hello fresh. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll try that and we'll do it for now. I'm yeah, like, I'll, so I'll do a 14-day trial. Yeah. So why do you think 75 sorry, sorry, to 90% of church members, not just people attending, people who would say that they're a member of a church, why do you think they don't give? Ooh, there are a number of reasons for that. Um, I'll try uh, and figure so, out so why we don't yeah, give. Yeah, so for one, <laughs> well, for one, they, for, first of all, a lot of people are, are lazy. They forget a week to week, which... I, I just realized I've, I've forgotten for the last like couple months that I, I, I haven't tied. Um, uh, other, others would say, uh, probably are in that, oh, I'm barely paying my bills. I, if I, if I tithe 10%, I'm not going to make my bills. Not going to have enough. Um, others just, that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Others probably just don't even think about it. Others, uh, they might have heard in a sermon saying, "Oh, the uh, tithing is not." I feel like Andy's commanded. leading us down into a trap. Uh, tithing is not uh, commanded in the New Testament, so I don't have to tithe. Okay, so I won't tithe. Okay, um, there there are a number of reasons, um, but that that's probably true. And and I think there's another statistic where tithing is on the decline overall. Uh, probably, probably yeah, yeah, throughout. I wouldn't be surprised the, throughout the U.S. Yeah. Do you think maybe one of the common what? Do you think maybe one of the common underlying issues with what you've described is related to people's trust in giving and in tithing and that there's some fear that's related there that um, there's maybe fear and a misunderstanding of what tithing is and why it's important? When you say trust, trust in whom or what? Well, uh, if I give away 10, I'll, I'll use round numbers just to make it easy. If I give 10% away, I don't know if I'm going to have enough to pay my bills. Right. Um, that's the, I don't, I don't, uh, trust that God will provide for me. There is, um, if I is, is my giving actually needed? So I don't trust that God will do much with the tithe that I give. 
I'm, I'm like trying to put myself in, in, in the shoes. And I probably have felt these things myself. Like uh, there's definitely been times in my life. I could say, yes, I've had those thoughts and those feelings at those times. That could be a big one where it's like, Hey, we're, we we're we're go, we're trying to build this building fund. And, and then someone's like, well, I don't, I don't think we should pay a, you know, a few million dollars for a new building. So I'm not going to tithe to this particular congregation. Oh, I, I think it's, maybe it's even more deep, deeper seated than that. So like, um, if I think about money that I invest, I will invest in things that I have high confidence will have, have a return. I, I'm going to put my money in there because I have high, tr- I have trust that it's going to do well. If I'm not going to put my money in something, oftentimes it is because I don't trust that it's going to multiply, that it's, that is, is going to be fruitful. Which one would Dogecoin be for you? Mm. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So, so I think that would come down to a, probably a misunderstanding of uh, Malachi uh, chapter three, three ten here um, <laughs> where it's not an, your tithe is not an investment for a return. And I think that's kind of why I hate this idea is that Groeschel here um, kind of presents it as an investment rather than a tithe from the goodness of your heart. You're giving something from your heart, whether you receive something back or not because you love the Lord and you're tithing for the work of the church, so which you, is which should be the main, your the main focus of your heart. So does that mean that seventy five percent to ninety percent of church members do not love the Lord? No, that doesn't mean that. No. Then the then so the, what you're saying is is your Scott, previous is your previous statement not accurate then? Because if no, I'm I'm saying of those who give, I'm saying of, of those who give, their giving should not be in in their mind considered be thought of as an investment that they'll return that this is this is an investment that will produce right. a return they should give out of the goodness of their heart and if you don't give that's a separate question um and i would and like i stated before there there are many reasons why people don't give um so that that'd be up that would be between them and God and why they don't well, give. I'm not, I'm not sure why they don't give or not. There, there's been well, a, all of this is between them and God, but we're just speculating. The now. argument of, of faith, Ooh. like, do you not have faith enough to just give the It's between 10%? them and God, as long as they sign, sign the agreement that the church can see and hold well, it. No, no, okay. Okay. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> saying that at all. I mean, because it's it sounds like you're saying as a rebuttal to me, but no, 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 right. no, 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 right. no, 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 that's what I, that's what uh, I have to clarify. Okay, that. Zach, you have I'm actually mentioned that, that within the Bible, it doesn't say like, oh, you you should give ten percent. Now the you've stated that you, to me. It Zach, does not say Zach, that, clarify that. No, Zach needs to clarify. It doesn't that. say actually that I you will. should give ten percent. I'm going to say something that's going to make me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Let's take the Bible literally for a second. <laughs> if you go back, Let's to act f- like it's the truth. <laughs> if, in other that's words, perfect, Jeff. <laughs> no, let's go back to verse nine. <laughs> Malachi, you are yeah. under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. What does the curse mean? Is is this church or churches like it saying that there's a curse? If somebody goes back and looks at the context of this passage, m- maybe, maybe things won't go well if you don't do this. 
for for Israel, things did not go well when they disobeyed the Lord. Correct. And they right. were probably in a bad spot at the time. That's why it, God is proposing this to them from the prophet now, Malachi. He's saying, hey, things are going bad because you are not doing this thing. Now, yes. continuing the literalness, it's an actual storehouse. Tizen offering wasn't digital money. Like bring this food it, it into the storehouse. It wasn't paying for... It wasn't putting money into a church that probably does a lot of good. I mean, I want well, to be clear. Okay, like di- well, digital storehouse, let him hold on. No, store, physical making, storehouse and digital storehouse is not the issue, though. It, it is to me. He's making and hopefully context. I'll, I'll say here. why. Like historically, they're they're taking literally the the blessings of if you give ten percent, give a tenth, I will reward you. They're taking that part literally. the The historical context is an actual storehouse where you would be giving it's maybe it's some form of currency. Maybe it's money. um, Maybe it's crops. Maybe it's animals. A lot of things that actually would be returned to you because you're part of a community. This is a very literal community where you think everyone is connected a different context from um, giving to the largest church in America that we'll assume is doing a lot of good, more good than most churches can do because of the volume they get. But also 85 to 90% of the money you're giving them is for the production itself. And, and so right. I'm not saying it's an either or. I want to be clear. It's, it's a nuance. Like you could look at like Red Cross, some of the people on their board, the executives make so much money and you can make a good argument why, how they're, a lot of the money is wrapped up in administration, but it's so big that when the shit hits the fan, they, they do a lot of good boots on the ground work. So it's like, could they run it more efficiently? Could more of the money be getting to the ground and not going to like $750,000 salary to the top person? Yeah, probably. But also it, the volume is so big. And I think that same applies to large churches where even though yes, 85, 80 to 90% is going to the production of putting on church on Sundays. Uh, the volume is so much that they do do a lot of stuff in the community, but there was an actual return. If you're in that community, it goes to the storehouse. What happens in the storehouse? It goes back to the people. And so well, well, that's, that, my, that my, was a point I was making. My point though is literally. that I'm, I, I don't think it's, I'm not arguing against you. Yeah. There, there, there is something, there's a point to be made about, Month, tithes going to the production of of Sunday services, yes, but it, it, with with a I, the yeah. the idea of a digital storehouse versus a a physical storehouse of goods, there there's it's kind of a, a gray line there because the digital storehouse of money can lead to buying goods to feed people. So I, that's not my point. There is just that. My, my, Correct, that's, that's, I'm, that's but I'm not, guessing yeah. that the storehouse in the Bible is not referring to 90% of it going to somebody running the, a thing. Uh, Zach, so, so I, many, I agree with I agree how, with you there. Yes. How many grain fields and goats do you currently have? And if you say none, <laughs> are you even a Christian? Because it sounds yes. to me okay, so like back, so you getting, may wait, be. Wait, wait, wait. So, so getting back to Jeff's question. No, getting wow. back. Getting back to Jeff's question let about. You finish, uh, Andy. No, getting back to Jeff's question to Zach about tithes. He's got to get this in before he gets out. Zach, to going, Jeff, you had a question You're to Zach pointing. about tithes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So go back to that. That's where we started. 
You mean that's your setup? No, that's where we start. That's where we, we before we went off uh, on this no, tangent. No, I had mentioned. Okay, so I have a comment to what Zach had shared, but I also did point out that, and I think Zach's kind of pointing it out that in context, back in this time in this book, it's mentioned that there was a reason to bring you know pl- bring your your offering your ten percent the the first tenth of your your crops or your animals your livestock whatever it is to to really share with the people who maybe are on bad times and and so Zach's like it doesn't actually say you know that we should be giving ten percent of like our finances like hey you make a hundred thousand should be given ten thousand dollars that's like nine hundred bucks let's assume or whatever. it's true though a month right well let's assume the ten okay. percent let's assume this passage is true. Are we well, uh, are we opening up a curse if we don't do it? Uh, <laughs> okay, so so that that's where I make the distinction on if this passage is true. So maybe you're just trying to close <laughs> no, the no, curse. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, that's what they were trying to do. You're maybe. putting okay. If you're if that's what you're saying about what Zach is bringing up, and you're saying let's just say that this pa- you're saying that the passage is like you're saying that Zach is saying the passage is false. He's actually saying it's true in. Because it's talking about this context, it's talking about this time. That's I not what he, that's not what he just said. Thank you, thank you, Kamala. I am I, I, the I, passage I am. of time. This I, time a, is passing. I'm okay. never, it's never ever, <laughs> never ever compare me to that loan shark. As long as you say something meaningful, then you won't be compared to Kamala Harris. <laughs> so here's here's my charitable uh, here's my charitable okay, review of this. I think that we all have a gut reaction to the money back guarantee part. A few of us have already said it tonight because it feels a little bit gross. Salesman. Hated it. It feels, <laughs> it feels a little bit gross, but I, I'm willing to bet that their intention is we have a problem with tithing, which is deep seated probably in some fears that are both founded and unfounded of what will happen if I give. And it's a hard habit to start. Yeah. And so we we got a lot of property to maintain. Yeah. And so I look at this and they go and think, yes, there's some parts of this that feels gross. Um, Would I feel feel that gross if after, what if, what if they came back and they said, guess what? A hundred percent of people who have engaged in this, have maintained and would and have stated that they are happy, joyful givers, and no one has ever taken us up on the money back guarantee. Would that change your opinion? No, because a lot of people would. The people they that, said it honestly. The, they said I was scared before, and I tried this. I wouldn't have tried it otherwise. I would believe those people, but I think in this in this fake scenario, it, it's a little bit of an argument from silence, which I recognize is not super. Powerful. I couldn't get the pastor I, on Zoom. I would guess that most people that didn't feel that way would not respond. Are you saying a hundred percent of the people say that? If a hundred percent of the people what said, if, "Hey, what if fifty percent? What out. if fifty percent of the people said, "Hey, I was scared, I was confused, or I didn't trust, I didn't know, I wasn't a cheerful giver. I tried this because I figured, hell, I have nothing to lose." I would say and, I don't like it um, for this reason. I think a certain percentage of the other fifty percent. Uh, you could cause crises of faith because it didn't work out, and you are for 
you're shamed into silence, maybe even just how you feel, not that they're doing it directly, but you're putting it on yourself. I will not come forward to say it didn't work out because I don't want to be that person to rock the boat. And that could trigger, yeah. especially if you take, if you take the Bible more or less literally with some caveats and you believe that, that God wrote it without error. Um, and this is not, I'm not saying it's a diss. There's a lot of people that just believe that if you take it that way and this guarantee doesn't work out for you and you stay silent, you're at risk of like, that's planting seeds of doubt that can germinate into atheism. Trees of doubt. Trees of doubt. Yes. (laughs) But it's, uh, but they they worded it loosely enough that it is they're off the hook no matter what God's blessings in your life. Yeah, it's not that's necessarily a, monetary. That's a it didn't yeah. say you put in ten percent you get ten percent back, right? So yeah, they didn't say that. So blessings, yeah, right. It's anything within your life, and I also believe that when we you give things, when you donate things, when you know people are are getting the impact of your giving, you know that there is this benefit going out into the world that you're, there's going to be joy there. It's just taking the step of actually giving like, Oh my God, we gave our like car away. It wasn't even a a car that was done. It was like a car that we really, really could have used. And we, but we gave it away and we're actually, once we did it, we felt really, we felt, you know, grateful that we, got to give something and they got to use it. So whether it's money or it's food or it's livestock or it's your time or whatever it might be, I think the money back guarantee or the what's coming back to you, I think everybody gets something back that is joyful and um and there's something of value there that once people really dig into really what they've done when they've given, I think they're like, you know, the money back guarantee. It's like, um, dig a little bit. You gave, do not think it did good. And ultimately I think most people would be like, okay. And the marketing of, of creating a new giver, actually you're creating, I know it sounds corny, but more joy in the, in the world. Maybe, maybe if if they're a willful, Giver, or it depends on if they're being pressured into giving. Right, and but that, so, that's my big. But even that's my big doesn't, issue. Doesn't, even, that doesn't say that they're even if even if I'm pressured, I still have to open my hand and give away something. And just, to do that, no, just, even that, on, no, that happens all the time. That happens all the time with marketing. Stupid humans fall into that all the time. It's not a matter of being a good person or not. You, you, it's pe- not brain science, Jeff. Yeah, you like you. People do that all no. the time. They give away their money. Like there's, there's a saying. It's was like it's not easy to separate a stupid person from their money. So they're guilted like, into giving. Yeah, yeah. That that does that. However, human, human uh, fundamental human brain activity doesn't change just because they're in a church. But okay, but within church, I think it's very different within church because you're not purchasing something. Yeah, you are a blessing from God. Okay. That that's okay. the promise. Okay, that's of Malachi three ten through eleven. Yeah, well, that's Malachi. the promise. That's the promise of what Greg Goshell says. Malachi three says. Okay, like, I, don't I put this think, on the Bible. I like, still that's, think there's that's an in, as well. intrinsic value 
to this. And so I, I, I ultimately think that there would be something gained and, and part of it would be joy and, and, and maybe. part of that is God's maybe joy. Yeah. Are, I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent here. I'm going to say if, if you're going to a congregation and your and your pastor gets paid, the their only income is from tithes, and they're wearing three or four hundred dollars shoes. Don't give don't Free don't and sneakers. Don't tithe to that church. Preachers and sneakers. Don't don't try. Don't if they're wearing a fancy watch like a thousand dollar watch and they're getting paid prim, like primarily from tithes. Them? No, that's, so that's bullshit. Are we getting a that, little? That pastor's a piece of shit. Don't give to that church. Whoa, I'm gonna say it. Scott said it. Yeah, are are we getting a little um, that that aside? I wonder if we're getting a little hung up on some semantics oh, yeah. in the it wouldn't in using be this the, podcast if we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> in using the terms <laughs> using the term tithe because, um, like I just kept thinking about a lot of the oh, examples like that Jesus is giving in the New Testament, where he he is directly talking about um, our relationship with money and how we hold how we hold it tightly. And, um, and I do think a lot of that seems to be fear-based like the description of the, when the, it was the young rich ruler comes to him. Yep. And, and he like goes away head low, you know, bumped, he disappointed. Kept, he kept all of the laws yeah. and Jesus is like, yep, sell all you have and give to the poor. Because the underlying piece of that is like, what, what are you holding on to that keeps you from trusting me? I think it is is a, a way to interpret how he's telling like and it, is also not allowing you to live the life that I have for you. Yeah, you're holding you're holding this as more important than the life that I have for you. More important than eternal life, dare I say, in that passage. Now, what does Jesus mean by eternal life? The the guy, in that passage, that's that's why it rarely gets mentioned in church because they're it does seem to be kind of works based. Let's not get off on a works versus grace tangent. Uh, it's not my point, but it it is like he's like, what do I need to do to to inherit eternal life? I've I done all the things that I'm supposed to do. Is there anything more? So something about that guy was like, even he was like, there's something more. And Jesus was like, yeah, there is something more. And um, he couldn't hack it. Maybe Jesus was giving him the one thing he that Jesus knew that guy. Yeah. The one thing that he that guy had an up. inappropriate relationship with yeah. and so he wouldn't give that, it up. That, 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 maybe G- Jesus knew that that one thing was more important to that guy than God. And it, and it yeah. clearly was. So is Jesus in some, how do those words apply to the 75 to 90% of church members, not even attendees. That's the part that blows me away. People who would say they are a member of a church who don't give what, what did Jesus's words mean to them? That, uh, that's really odd because when we became members of Mountain View, it was, we, uh, there was an actual, did you sign the blood of <laughs> something like that? But it was like, you know, a part of being a member of the church is to give to the church. And that was something that you it's know, suggested. Okay. Um, the, the tea and steak is tithe. <laughs> right. True. As a stakeholder. Um, and, and so, you know, there was, if you're going to be a part of this, if you believe in this and you're a part of this community, then you're going to give to the, you know, to the church. Yeah. And like, 
oh cool oh okay yeah i love this this is i want to be a part of this and so there's some to that how 75 to 90 percent of people who are members of churches that and and don't give even if it's just i, I don't know, even if it's a thousand dollars a year or something like that like I, I don't i don't something's been lost or we've got a lot of unemployed people working or uh, going to churches and not working. Uh, yeah, I'd be okay with not compelling uh, members to give. I'd be more. I'd be more interested in in talking to pastors who are trying to push their members to give. That's what I'm most concerned about. But what is Jesus's? That's most. What churches. is Jesus's words to the young rich ruler mean for the seventy five to ninety percent of church members who don't give? What does that mean? Yeah, you need to evaluate your life and determine what is keeping you from following God. That that's the most important aspect. It's not I don't think his point is just money. It's that each of us has things that are keeping us from following God. We need to evaluate that. Well, there's... do 75% to 90% of us share the exact same problem as the young rich ruler though? It's possible. Seems it's, really exp- it's, it's it's possible, good but it's also possible that that them them giving money is not their primary thing that's keeping them from following God. In, there was something. Uh, this is years ago, uh, a decade ago, and um, somebody brought it up and was pretty much uh, like, "What's the church doing for me?" And I'm like, "That's not what church is about." It's like, "What are you doing?" you know, within the church for the church, you know, just out of the goodness and and, uh, of your heart and giving to, to people, whether it's your finances or time or energy, whatever it might be, or whatever your, your skill is. And that, that's not being, that's not translating. Um, and now we have, you know, 75% of the people maybe just sitting in church taking, and not giving, whatever it might be. I mean, take, I mean, I don't know, for as long as I've been at the church that we're a part of, it's like struggling to just get people to give their time. So we have like volunteers. It's it's like, how can we have all the people that we've had? And like, we barely have any people who give their time. And those that do, they're just like burning you know, yeah, the, and the there's, candle there's at, actually late at night. a test in the new Testament. Like the, the idea is that you would give you would, if you're a capable person, you would give what you can to your local congregation. And there's a, there's a test. And I, can, I can't remember which book it's in. Um, Paul writes that, uh, you know, for, for those who are widows indeed, he says, so it's like those who are actually widows who can't take care of themselves, provide for them but especially those, in that time well a, 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 any time any time no, for no. those for and and for those who cannot take care of themselves okay. which it would yeah, apply yeah, yeah. beyond that yes okay but for like those it. who can't take care of themselves provide but if they are able to then they need to take care of themselves like you need you need to test them and because because resources are limited hey. and apply and right. and give give those give the resources that you've gathered from the congregation to those who are actually in need. But if they can if they can take care of themselves, then they should. And we should and as the church, we should encourage people to take care of themselves. Now, as 
I mean, I could go on, but for the 75%, yeah, it's like, Hey, yeah, you should give money to your local congregation. If, if you're, if you're not, if you haven't given any money, it doesn't have to be a tithe. And I think that's was Zach's, what Zach's point on previous podcasts was that there's no, there's no commandment in the new Testament to quote unquote tithe because tithe means 10%. Well, what do you, th- what do you think about, um, which I'm okay with, because uh, because that's a, that's just a mere fact, right? What do you think about? Um, well, what, well, what do you, what do you think about? Well, just actually going back, I have multiple thoughts in my head. Going back a little bit to historical context in the Old Testament, there is this motif, like in this Malachi passage, the idea of a curse and reversing it to blessing if you get your crap together um, is there. You can see it in Job's friends when they are interpreting why is Job, why is the shit hitting fan, the, the fan for Job? You can find the, the it's a, almost like a workspace. Like if you do the right thing, you will be blessed. If you don't do the right thing, it's not going to go well for you. Now there's wisdom in that for sure that we could unpack. Not right now. But you do see this a little bit of a flip where you can find passages talking about rain not coming on on you and rain being liquid gold in an agrarian society or a agricultural mm-hmm. society. Um, and, and Jesus flipping the script about God and saying he sends rain on the just and the unjust. And so it's worth noting that there, there is a little bit of a contextual shift on how how God operates and what people thought God operated from back then and the way He operates now, um, with its own new set of challenges. Um, so it's it's worth noting, given the word of the that Rochelle's yeah, not the curse hold word. On. That's Can used we? There. I want to hear from Andy because so Andy posed the question of the seventy five ninety percent of people yeah. not giving. So Andy. Did you have uh, something? So it's usually, I think it's pretty common to be referred to as tithes and offerings, right? Those like two words tend to go together. Right. Hey, time to give you your tithes yeah. and offerings. Which, that was my second thought. I don't know how... Um, imp- Definitions. I don't know how important it is to call those two things different, but in my mind, um, it kind of softens the idea. I think the New Testament in general softens the idea of 10% being this like hard number, right? Um, and so I was just, I was trying to remember, is tithing always giving to a church? No, it's not totally not, but it it doesn't mean just anything. (laughs) Yeah. What, what do you mean? So the like it doesn't you mean just the giving you anything to a family. To yeah. Tithe, so tithing doesn't mean to When I Venmo Taylor Swift $15 right. every month. That doesn't, right. That doesn't count? No. No. Because she's probably a Satan worshiper. But I, anyway. I gave to the Lord. He gave me two crunchy taco supremes at Taco Bell. <laughs> Blessings. Right. <laughs> Buying a beer somebody I, I isn't get, like... <laughs> Blessings well, in the moment. Actually, okay, so... I was thinking about this again. Uh, I think it's two things. Curses that, on the toilet. That there's, there are problems. <laughs> pro- prob- things that bother me about this 75 to 90% is I think that there is a, a trust in who God is and what uh, there's like a, there's a spiritual maturity that is 
underpinning that kind of behavior. Um, and then there's also this like, uh, it worries me that the, it is the antithesis of a spirit of generosity. Um, that part worries me as well because that's, that I think that is a core uh, attribute, a uh, characteristic of God, and one that like is a a fruit of the Spirit that we get to experience when we like. It feels good to give. It feels good to bless somebody else, right? That's a natural consequence of that. But I also thought about this: the argument of like, hey, I barely got anything going. Like, I, there's there's hardly any money left in the bank. There's there's nothing left there, and. And I have heard this used in a, as a manipulation, and I have seen televangelists do this and take advantage of poor people. However, um, Jesus does give in Luke twenty one one X A B B double XL. This one's for you. Two X Y. It's the the widow's two mites, right? The the description where he says, and he looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury, and he also saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said. And this is Jesus. Truly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all for all of these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put all the livelihood, put in all the livelihood that she had. And I interpret that as being, uh, as, as a demonstration of generosity and trust, generosity, um, towards God and trust that he will be generous towards her. I don't, I'm speculating here. I don't think she was doing a math equation there being like, if I put into, I pull the slot, it should pay triple out what I put in. Right. I don't expect that she's doing that, but I look at the heart of what's happening. And that's why I think Jesus reacts in that way of the level of generosity that she gave, though it was two mites percentage wise was so much more. And so I look at this and I go, well, it just makes me ask the question, are we not a, as a church, big C church, are we not a generous people? Are we not as generous as we could be? And if so, why not? We're definitely not as generous as, as she was. That's for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But 75 to 90% of people not giving doesn't feel generous to well, me. They'd be, they'd be far but, less generous than what she else is. are they giving to like I don't blame. Let's somebody. say nothing. Let's. We're, okay, the assumption if it's, here if is it's nothing. This, the assumption here is nothing, because it's, because that's the worst case scenario, and it's probably mostly true. Which is probably yeah. it's likely. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're a member of a church and you're not giving to the church, but you are giving to something else, and for the sake of argument, you're giving ten percent to a good a good cause. Like good on you, but it's, yeah, it's cool. Not likely. It's weird. Possible, but not probable. Right. So what, what has happened? And I, I wish I could see the statistic over time. Like, is this new? Has this been around for 10 years, 20 years? Like how long have we lived in this situation? I'd say it's been around for a long, long time, hundreds or thousands of years. And maybe, Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. And maybe it's human nature. I think it's it's worse now. Maybe it's even exasperated by, I'm exasperated. The more exacerbated, we're so statistically inclined now, verging on political. Um, just thinking out loud, maybe it's accentuated by the fact that the more 
the country you live in, the more the state does, the more you feel like you don't need to do. And I think there's probably metrics that back this up where you feel like more things are taken care of because your tax dollars. So I don't need to do much. I wonder if some of it's related to your mention earlier though, Jeff, which is what, what is people's view of what the church is and what it's supposed to do for them? So if it is, Hey, what has the church done for me? It becomes right. transactional. Right. And there could be a thought of like, well, it's not my responsibility. It's that the church. Odd. It's the church's responsibility. They're, they're just supposed to do the stuff. So I, I don't necessarily have to take part in that, not realizing that like <laughs> they are making up the church. Right. They themselves. Right. You are the church. You are the church. Wait, was that more in the context of like, did you call him a moron? They don't. Yeah. I said that word. Was that I moron? I said that word. Is that my moron? Context of don't, or of like not that the church should give you stuff that you don't need or buy your groceries when you don't actually need them to be bought, be bought for you, but more in like, hey, people aren't like making sure we're okay. They're not, I'm not being checked up on all this. Like, a was it more of a personal giving? Not enough solos on Sunday morning from Andy. Andy's not right. giving me but a, an expectation that. So having done, um, I donate 10% like mar- of my solos. having done, um, <laughs> like marriage, um, I don't know, things, my wife, you know, for other couples, you do marriage stuff with thing, your wife. The, yeah. The thing, <laughs> I, I forgot what the heck, like, uh, you know, eight week, uh, you know, Hey, we're doing some eight week sessions. Um, I just gave her no, 10%. But the, the idea of like, um, I think the person was like, what's the church doing for me? It's like, what you are the church and, but also setting up expectations like in marriage, it's like the, it's a terrible, you know, so if you're sitting back, just like, Hey, can I, you know, can I get someone to show up at, you know, my house to check in on me? It's like, how about you get involved and go check on people in the church that you expect for yourself, like do what you expect. It's almost like, uh, I'm going to stop there. Cause I'm just going to go on and on, but you know, there's the expectations is what messes people up. And if, if people got involved, then those people most likely will give to the church. The people who are not involved most likely don't give to the church or don't give as much because they're just not involved and engaged. So they'd never just jump in. So that the fact that over our existence, 75% of the people or 90% of the people don't give because 10% of the people are doing 95% of the work. So, you know, that's, it's an easy, I think it's an easy answer and it's probably been like that for a long time. I mean, and um, one thing I thought of, is gratitude and generosity. I, f- I feel like they're, they could be cousins. There, I think there's some real world health implications. If you are a grateful person and you cultivate gratitude in your life, it's going to free you up to be generous, to help other people be grateful and to experience gratitude. And so definitely be, generosity is a healthy thing to do. Um, under coercion or putting the God stamp behind it where there's potential faith or 
eternal consequences, rewards, rewards, yay or nay on the back end if it it goes well or doesn't go well. Like that's an unhealthy version of it, but there is a healthy version of gratitude and generosity that should be cultivated. And I mean, you could look all over the New Testament, like. Christians on the left today will emphasize some of the more communistic aspects of scripture. And you can find plenty of examples. If you want to make an argument for communism using Jesus, you can just look at his life and how he lived and what he called people to do. Nope. I'm not talking about state run top down power oriented communism that should you, be shot into you, hell. You probably you probably mean communalism. Yeah, yeah, not communism. Which is way different than communism. Right, not not in the ter- in the way it's been used by governments today. But the unfortunate thing is Christians on the left will, will use it in that way like they they want to vote and institute a version of they want they see Jesus took care of people and the church in the day would take care of its member pe- the the people and make sure all the needs were met. These are all beautiful things, and it would have looked like communalism, but they misunderstand the application today where it's like, oh, so therefore we get the state to do that, and and vice versa. Like the, the, There's a right-wing downfall of using the state for the end, which is why you know everyone should be a Christian anarchist if you're a Christian, but we'll talk about that later on a future episode. The, the problem is the state power. <laughs> no, but but no you can, laws, make, you no can make an argument of... <laughs> Um, you can make an argument for the communal aspect of things and, and so do it, be generous, get involved on a ground at the ground level and get involved and do what you can for your community. That, that is the thing you should be doing, whether that's financial gifts to organizations that you trust or doing it yourself, maybe even both. And so I, I would hate, I've, I've shit on, this the story a bunch, me and Scott, and it's like I think for good reasons, but don't miss it. Like all of us are on the team of generosity and and using your money wisely, but being generous, like getting uncomfortable with your generosity, especially in America and definitely in our context, South Orange County. There's so much money. We don't have a lot of it. I love that. us us four uh, us don't four, have a lot. We of don't it. have a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but well, maybe. But we maybe. started a Venmo, and you, listener, can now contribute to the podcast so that we can get a little bit of that blessing. Yeah, and, and, and curses can be I, upon you if you don't. I was just doing what the curses. I was just doing some some quick like doom scrolling. No, not doom scrolling. I was I was in the Bible. I was trying to do some searches around testing and testing God because some of the Bible is doom scrolling. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. It's good times. <laughs> But most of most of this is like God testing us. <laughs> there, there's only so so what what's been said is that that's the only that Malachi passage is the only time in the Bible where God says to test, test him in that. Um, and, and it might be a specific moment. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, and that's I, we were kind of touching on that earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, now there there are other parts where where like Jesus is tempted in the wilderness by the devil and. Um, the devil says, Hey, uh, throw yourself off from the, um, cliff, from, from the cliff. And, uh, God says that he'll send, you know, angels to protect you. And Jesus says, do not, it is written, do not tempt the Lord, your God. 
Um, so there's there's definitely a balance there, but you know there are different contexts of of yeah. um, uh, when you might test God and and other contexts where you you definitely don't test God. And maybe that's um, if maybe the differentiation here is that testing God uh, brings with it a connotation of. Like it's hard for me to put testing God and faith always in the same, like the same space. There, there has to be this like some lack of faith that is occurring. If I'm going to test you, God, on this, I'm going to test you. Oh, better hope this works um, out. Well, no, I, I, well, it could be the opposite though. That that it's your faith that. So so I so from what I gather from this Malachi passage is that God is telling Israel that. Hey, I've brought you out of uh, Egypt, out of slavery in Egypt. I brought you through the wilderness. I protected you. I protected you from your enemies. Um, yeah, I, you went into slavery in Babylon, but I brought you out of Babylon. I re, I re, uh, I've, I brought you out and, re, and you've been rebuilt. Uh, you, you've been brought back into the land. So like, there, there are many reasons to trust me. Yeah. There are many reasons to trust me but you haven't trusted me. So you're, this would be an act of faith for them to trust God with their tithes. Israel specific in this particular example. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't look at it as a lack of faith. I would actually look at it as um, uh, an expression of faith is that they would, is that Israel would trust God by breathing, bringing in their tithes in that example. But in other examples, it's where it's, saying don't don't test god with, do not with, that is that is a express it's it seems like it's in the context of right with things that of, with things that he has not like said hey i'll if you jump off the cliff i'll protect you right he he, he hasn't said that so don't test testing him with, you don't test him with that it's it's not it's Go. not it's not that if you have faith you can do anything like you can fly kids <laughs> cool right? kids Right, that's that's not what faith means. Keen peel. <laughs> yeah. Do it, Zach. Do it. Yeah. He Come on, kids. You can fly. He never said yeah. you could fly. That that's not that's not what faith is. It's it's faith. You can run under the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be a, be a joyous giver. Yeah. But but also, if you're looking, if you look throughout the Bible, you can find examples of God sort of contradicting God's self, and I think there's a good argument you can make that the Bible isn't univocal. It was written by human beings with their wrong, various inf- inspiration. This is where Scott and I obviously wrong. disagree. Give, wrong. Let's not, let's not go into that. It's too late yeah, to try wrong. that. It's just wrong. It's not, it's, un- it's the, the prophets of God. You know what Andy, the same right. things about God. It, and right. Jesus it's not demonstrably it's too, the, untrue. We don't need to have that conversation <laughs> for a 50th time. Jesus confirms I'm wearing a shirt the that says Testament. data over dogma. Yeah, the your data, do, your dogma should look at the data shows. from Star Trek: Next Generation. What does that, that character from Star Trek have to do with dogma? Data or dogma? dogma okay, have we solved all the world's problems character. yet? It's dogma like a we, lady. We probably should be landing. We should be Andy's, landing. Andy's, are you still looking stuff uh, up? Just, uh, yeah. Again, I, what's interesting is I just kept seeing this like common. The more common than us testing God was God testing us. Oh yeah, definitely. Much more. Over and that over was, and over. 
that's that's where it's God's testing our hearts. And so I think generosity is an area where God tests us and I think he's doing that for our benefit. He wants us to be generous people who are thinking outside of ourselves, but recognizes that that's one of the toughest areas. Yeah, and I would obviously, well, I think it's obvious. God testing us, I would want to argue over exactly what that means, but big picture of what you just said, Andy, I agree. And I think we'd all agree of the testing yourself of the generosity and challenging yourself. Generosity and gratitude are good for you. And I, if I were going to write this challenge for these guys, I would just say, uh, I would cite verses where God talks about being a generous people. And I would invite people to do a three month tithe challenge. Don't feel like you've got to sign up now for this, for the rest of your life. Try a three month challenge and then just write us an email and let us know how it went. That's it. Yeah. And also send us 10% of, yeah. Your beer, because we're not going to give your money back. <laughs> like, don't don't mention anything about or, like that's this is how I do. I was like, hey, if it feels weird, then you're not you're not committed to anything else. Try it for three months, and run this as an experiment, and see what happens. Or if you've done this in the past, let us know how it went. Because church, this isn't the first time that this church has done it. According sure. to the article, people, Craig Rochelle is very influential. He has probably one of the biggest, probably the biggest leadership podcasts uh, from a Christian leader in scare quotes. Um, and I know other churches have used this type of verbiage following suit. So if you've been a part of something like that, I would love to hear how it went. No, I, I, I would say, if I was going to write that, I would say, no, you should give because you should give, not because you expect anything back from God. And, and, yeah. and you don't have to give to this congregation. Just give, be generous. Like you don't. So what's going to bring in not, there's more not a, money? There's not a, there's not a 90 day or 30 day or, or whatever uh, timeline that God yeah. needs, needs to bless you in. Unconditional. Well, you go do that in Montana, in my church, we're doing it for 90 days and we're going to talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about what the Lord did in their hearts yeah. and how they feel like they're better Christians now. Well, one, <laughs> one day in Montana, one day is like a thousand years to Scott. So hopefully you know, we'll never and they know what 90 do, days. That's a long time. They do know, actually Scott give years. calves and, uh, and, and goats. You could, that's it. That's, that's a, a, yeah, that's, that's a mandatory proper tithe. Yeah. And we've got, I know we've it's a proper, we've got some regular listeners that have also been on here that are also either are in or have been in the professional Christian business that I know are just like pulling their hair out, um, with things that they could add. So hit us back. I want to recognize those people. Glue your hair back. Thinking about, you know, we got, let's just say Todd, Art, Carrie. Who else? There's probably tons of other people Ricky, that have been on this pocket. Ricky. Bobby. And Bobby. Professional Christians, we want to hear from you. Professionals. Or come on the podcast and do it. Now we get old Carrie back in here. What are you, uh, should we consume? Let's do it. Give us some recs. What are you consuming, Jeff? Wait, wait. I thought we were talking. We we're going to talk to Scott first. Oh, hey, I'm here, guys. What's up? Oh, Scott didn't talk enough tonight. Talk to Scott about what? About what he's consuming. Scott, what are you consuming? Oh, hey, thanks, guys, for letting me go first. Um, Jack Ryan. 
Uh, it's on Hulu. Not Hulu. Excuse me. Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon. Yeah. I don't subscribe. <laughs> you don't, I'm not a member of it's Amazon. It's an elite pig with every it's Prime an delivery elite group. Yeah, you don't. It's definitely a Gentile group. You need, you need a pink card for Are that. you interested in getting bacon to your doorstep in the next two days? Yeah. You want Amazon Prime. Yeah. Pulled pork? Amazon, every, yeah. every delivery is better with bacon. Amazon yeah. swine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's all it, <laughs> Jews are not welcome. Um, yeah, uh, okay. Jack Ryan on uh, Amazon Prime. They are welcome. Uh, yeah, but it's at their own risk. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a good series. Joe Pickett as well on Amazon. I, he, I, he did. Yeah. <laughs> which one? Yeah, Joe picked. Joe picked it. Yeah. Which, which one? What do you pick? Both of them. No, it's uh, Joe Pickett's a series about a game warden in uh, Wyoming. Uh, I, I I like it. All right, it's cool. Nice. Yeah, that's what that's I've been good. consuming. Yeah. And Jeffrey. No, no. All right, I'll uh, go. I'm wearing a shirt that says "Data Over Dogma." I've been binging hard on. Um, wait, Andy, it's your turn. <laughs> No, no, I, I have He's to go. Handing you the grandma back. <laughs> Take your grandma back. I gotta get this guy's Instagram handle. Uh, I can't remember it. I gotta give him credit. Um, it's coming. That's Wait for it. it. Wow. Okay. McKellen at M A K L E L A N. I'm pretty sure he's Mormon. But he's a Bible scholar, and he blew up on uh, TikTok and now Instagram Reels. Gross. Where, yeah, it was wild. And somehow he still is putting out content. It's amazing. Good on you. He had a backlog. But he'll do this thing where he, he stitches in a video where he'll, he'll find a video on TikTok or somebody put it on the internet and says, like, did you know that these... These Hebrew words that make up these numbers mean that Jesus is coming back in oh, this. Nice. I like that. And he'll say, all right, let's see it. And then he'll do the video and then he'll, he'll cut in with his scholars. He's a biblical scholar and seems um, very robust. And so he basically just debunks people in a way that's entertaining. And if you care about biblical scholarship, it's worth uh, checking out. Uh, I'm not, I don't know. You know, when you hear somebody make a great cogent case, it's hard to argue with, um, even when they're wrong. There's plenty of examples of huh. that. Okay. Like, Sir Ian McKellen, that's who it was? Yes. Uh, or you could just look up Google data over dogma. And the whole thing is like, what does the scholarship say before you go do your thing right now? And so it's it's worth checking out if you care about that sort of thing. Put a link in the show notes. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> Not yeah. from a Mormon. Okay, I, I have been. Uh, well, that would be my question for him, real quick. I'm, I'm sorry. Is like, how does your like what is your your scholarship? You studied the Bible. You he clearly is a brilliant person when it comes to Hebrew and original languages that the Bible was written in. Um, but how does that affect your Mormon faith? If you're, are you a practicing Mormon? Like, where does that come into play? Like, do you apply the same criticism to the Book of Mormon, which? And so I wish a lot of Christians do a good job of critiquing the Book of Mormon that they don't do on the Bible. They just take what their pastor says as being gospel truth about the Bible. 
Um, and I wish Christians would do the reverse. I wish Christians would do to the Bible what he is doing and in the way that they do their more Yeah, but m- most Christians don't agree with the whole Hebrew nu- numerology and stuff like that. No, it, I know. It's not just yeah. that. That was one example. Yeah. It's now, a wide range. Wait, we have a rule. We don't debate what you're consuming. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We so just share it. So doing that as Share well as Mark Normand, comedian, was mentioned a bunch of times. There's a podcast if you like comedians and you don't mind irreverence. Uh, it's we, dirty. We Might Be Drunk is a podcast where Mark Normand and Sam Morrill, two New York comedians, uh, brilliant writers with excellent wit, uh, they interview other comics and kind of like us, around a drink or two. And if the comic is sober, they... They have a bartender in-house that creates oh custom gosh. drinks. And if they're sober, he'll That's make them need. a custom sober thing to drink. And it's Will uh, your wife do that, Andy? Pretty wild. You don't want that. Okay. Never mind. We need a real... We need... Oh, let's get David Deaton in here. He was a bartender. Oh, indeed. Yeah. We should just have we should, him... At least for one. He's just stirring drinks in the corner. Yeah. Chiming in. Yeah. Cracking wise. Good grief. That'd be terrible. Yeah, we'd be in trouble. Jeff Pearson. Well... On uh, Zach's uh, note and the idea of making drinks, I'm consuming a lot of alcohol. Now, I would like to point out that I've now mentioned this at least two out of the last three times. Do you need help? Probably, but nobody's stopping me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) okay. Um, Well, I'd help you, but we can't debate what are you consuming. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Some off the <laughs> rules been set. I guess no, we accept it. I have been consuming a lot of baseball. Uh, my son was in a travel. He's been on a travel team, and they finished the season recently. But it's just been like nonstop watching baseball. A lot of fun. Season ended. It was great. It's like holy mackerel. That I mean, I wasn't watching any TV. Not looking at my phone. Just like taking my boy to baseball and watching baseball games and chatting with parents and, and wandering around in the outfield while Drunk. watching. <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention that. No, I, I wasn't. Um, but uh, that is a big part of what I've been doing over the last month. And then um, I haven't really been watching any series or anything. I've been watching a lot of baseball, a lot of MLB and, you know, boring stuff. But I really, truly have been uh, enjoying white white claws and trulies and um, this is your hot girl summer Pacificos and it's the it's yeah. this has been my first because I'm a teacher this has been my first traditional summer because I've always been year round I've only had like a month so I don't really get into you know drinking so now that I've got two months I can really you know dig in um, yeah <laughs> uh, so I. This is a little tongue in cheek, but um, you know I've kind of been consuming, relaxing, and uh, and also enjoying the new place we've gone into, and uh, consuming a lot of IKEA, uh, and that's just costing me a whole lot. So, alcohol, IKEA, throwing money here and there, not tithing as much. You know, mm. I'm part of the seventy five percent. Uh, Andy McCraw. All right. Let me bring it down for us. Uh, the. Wait, you're going to bring some shot glasses down? That'd be fantastic. Nope. A week and a half ago, got the word that uh, one of our good friends was diagnosed with brain cancer. 
Mm. And uh, two days later, he had to go into the hospital uh, to remove an eight centimeter tumor from his brain. Eight centimeter. That's that's big. Yeah, he'd had uh, he'd had really bad headaches for about two and a half months. Doctors couldn't figure it out. They tried stuff, wasn't working. Then he went in for um, kind of randomly. His wife had booked a eye appointment for him, unrelated to this stuff. And the ophthalmologist was like, uh, something's wrong. You need to go see a neurologist. There's some impingement on your ocular nerve. Yeah. Here. And so that, that was the like random thing that, that, that caused him to go in and, and they found it. So, um, super healthy dude. Otherwise he's uh ranger Zach. If you've ever met ranger Zach, he's played at our house shows a few times. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for 15, 20 years. Um, he was a ranger for years down here at the Aliso Canyon and then also at Casper's and, uh, great guy. Awesome family. Um, two weeks before his, uh, prognosis, his wife had surgery for thyroid cancer and they have three kids. So, uh, gnarly, gnarly story. And, um, what has been really cool. And I'm just kind of putting this together right now out loud as we've been talking about generosity and like tithing and and how people can have a generous heart. There's been a, there was a GoFundMe and, uh, they said a a really high number, a six digit number into the six digits. And they've hit it enough that they're like, okay, well let's raise the limit again. Cause, um, both both parents can't work um they will both be out of work for a while so it it's been a trip and we had this we had a a kind of a benefit barbecue for him and probably 70 80 people showed up lots of us musicians and friends of his who've played with him forever and got to have this like jam session all together and it was uh it was surreal right before the surgery right yeah like a day and a half, two days before the surgery. And, um, it was surreal cause, uh, I'm sitting there like looking at him while I'm playing and going at some point you're wondering like, is this the last time? Right. Um, and so fast forward to a few days ago, the surgery went well. He has a gnarly scar on the side of his head. Um, they have not come back with the final like um, uh, analysis of, of what it is. So we don't know what stage cancer it is. Obviously once, well, maybe not obviously once you get past stage two, it's really not good. So we are praying for stage one or stage two to be the prognosis. Um, but I talked to him. Uh, I, I, I just felt like compelled because I know that he's like at home and he's, He's a ranger. He's a guy who loves being in outdoors, like designed his job around this. And, um, and so we go to the wilderness park where he w- was a ranger for like 10 years. And I would just like start taking little videos, um, like 10 second video, tell him I love him, send it to him and be like, Hey, here's a little moment of Zen for you today. Aww. This is your stomping grounds. So good. And did the same thing up in, Kern River, he loves going to, has loved going to Kern River forever. Um, and so it's, his response has been really sweet. I'm going to 
swing by and see him tomorrow. But good news is he's like, I checked it with him. I said, Hey, I've, I've got something to give you a little gift and I want to give you a hug and just be quick and in and out. But I want to, you know, see you and say hi. And he goes, yeah, dude, come over. I'm feeling really strong. And one of the things that, that they were worried about is when you do this kind of surgery that oftentimes you will, the, the patient loses their personality. And so there was a fear that like you come out different. Right. Um, and I haven't heard or seen or caught any wind of like that happening. So that like alone, that's number one. That's a good sign that that didn't happen. So, um, but that has been consuming me because they like sh- his wife was, I think it was actually a friend of theirs took over their Instagram account and has been posting like lots of updates and photos and pictures of this. But that is consuming because I'm checking like, how's he doing? What's the latest? And especially in those, like the day of the surgery, like refreshing the carrying bridge page. What's going on? Do we have an update? Surgery happened at one. Okay. Can Do you want to give out the GoFundMe type thing? I think I'll have- put, I will put the GoFundMe link in the show notes for us, but his name is Zach Salazar, Z-A-K-S-A-L. A shitty spelling of that yeah. name, but whatever. S A L A Z E R, and you can just look up Zach Salazar and um, GoFundMe, and you you would be able to find it. It shows up. But yeah, if you want to give, it's it is because both it's a shitty deal. Both parents getting yeah. gnarly cancer. They Not have, even ten percent. Yeah, throw a five or a ten spot. Come on. Well, I'm so glad that you went last and we're going to edit out what I talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we can edit something out of the show. I know. I know. But, um, but I'm hopeful. Heartwarming, heartbreaking and hopeful that everything turns out well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to talk. Sorry, Zach. We'll allow it. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) All right, should we wrap it? Yeah, man. Slap bow it. on it. So good to Slap talk it, to you it. guys in this studio. It's been a long time. And Scott, hopefully we do it again before you leave, and then I'm sure we'll check in with you after you leave. Yeah, I've got three or four hours available at some point. Okay. Well, Sweet. we're on the uh, three-month pace in yeah. between episodes. So Yeah. Well, I- we don't post often, but you can... Reach us at Bros Bibles Beer on almost all of the socials, um, and you can leave us a voicemail as mentioned before. But Andy, what do we got? Voicemail. Yeah, the voicemail that is B B B. No, I'm out of practice. Anchor.fm/bbbpod and leave us a voicemail. We will play it on the episode without pre-screening it at all, and you'll get our live reactions. Hey, by the way, Scott, the next time we podcast, I hope you don't show up. Thank you, Jeff. Wow. Bros yeah. Bible. Oh, I get, I, I know. I can't, I get, I'm picking up what he's put down. This Bros is Bibles a, beer at gmail.com yeah. also. It's a goodwill hunting thing. You and want me to achieve my dreams. He went to go see about yeah. a Bozeman. Also, Scott, it's not your fault. Bose woman. It's not your I fault. I hope there's a Bose woman there. <laughs> yes, is that exactly. what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> turns boat. out. Oh, Turns out it's only dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Bose individual just doesn't ro- roll off the tongue. Well, you've been listening to Bose Bibles and <laughs> beer. <laughs> That's your new podcast. I think you're going to find some some good stuff up there in right. Bose Hills. 
All in, right. in Bose Hills, Los Angeles. Hey, I like you guys even when you're wrong. Oh, thank you. All right. I like you too. Am I wrong? Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Zach. Prove me wrong. Bye. We'll see.